Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to a late-night edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page on the line after a, a kind of a laugher, an 11-1 win out in Arizona, 18-15 on the year after the Nationals get the win tonight. Dave, we'll start with Josh Coleman on the mound. 3-1 and one in his last four outings, 2.40 ERA, 227, 232, 282 line against over that stretch, 3-4-0 ERA, 3-6-3 FIP on the year, 26 innings pitch without a walk, but apparently very hittable tonight. The Nard span on the second pitch of the game, Ryan Zimmerman on the 17th, solo and three-run home runs respectively, 4 nothing early, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back singles in the second, 5 nothing at that point. By the time he's knocked out of the game, it's already 7 nothing. Not a good day for Josh Colmenter. Goes an inning and a third, can't get out of the second inning, roughed up and knocked out early. Yeah, he'd been pretty good so far this season for Arizona, but uh, um, really took his lumps tonight. I mean, this is a guy that doesn't throw hard. He throws 83, 84 miles an hour, and, and I did that in college. So if I'm doing it, you know, he's going to have trouble <laughs> fooling major league hitters, but uh, he survives by uh, usually by having good control to all four quadrants of the strike zone um, and not walking any guys. And we saw tonight, I mean, he only walked one, um, but when you're not hitting your spots and you have to throw to the big part of the plate, um, you know, major league hitters are going to really take advantage of um, of a fastball that tops out at 83, 84 miles an hour, and they did all night. I mean, you mentioned Span, uh, you mentioned Zimmerman, um, Harper, just missed one, and he didn't even get much of it. Um, you know, the, the balls kind of fly out fly out of Chase Field there, according to um, the reporters that were all there during batting practice. It was just uh, it was just a home run showcase. So um, the Nats jumped all, all over Kalmenter. It was nice to see um, the Nats have a laugher, not have to worry about things into the later innings tonight. Um, 15 hits and 11 runs, just a, 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 a really good-looking performance from the from the top all the way to the bottom from from everybody in the Nats order tonight. You saw Ryan Zimmerman hit a, another home run this weekend uh, back in D.C. Matt Williams said after the Sunday game, timing is starting to come. He's using the whole field, catching breaking balls out front like he did the other night. Hit a homer. Zimmerman just a 232, 285, 392 line on the year. It might be hard to judge against a pitcher who just didn't have it tonight in Josh Colmenter, but good to see Jim Zim really put a charge in one. He put that one off of the ad at the back of the stands and left center field, just absolutely crushed a three-run home run early there. Right. I mean, that was a case where Colmenter was having trouble hitting his spot, and he had to elevate, um, you know, through a chest-high 84-mile-an-hour fastball, and Zimmerman just went up and clobbered it. I mean, that's uh, a good sign for, for Nats fans that um, not only that, that he hit the home run there, but um, but that he pulled, um, you know, what would be normally a, a, you know, a breaking ball speed fastball. But, I mean, it was a batting practice fastball, and he went and pulled it. I mean, that's that's a good sign for Nats fans. It's a good sign for Zimmerman. Um, you know, this is a guy that's, you know, obviously very integral to, to the Nats' success moving from third in the outfield to first base this year, uh, you know, essentially replacing, um, if you will, the production they've gotten out of Adam LaRoche the last couple of years. Um, and the power starting to come around. The average still isn't particularly great, but, um, you know, this is, it's, it's a work in progress. And, and Zimmerman um, has said a, a couple of times to, to reporters that have asked him, um, you know, why is your average so low? And, and he's just, uh, right now, maintaining that, that that he's feeling good at the plate and um, and, and seeing a few more few more balls leave the yard, 
I think is a good sign for everybody, uh, Zimmerman included. Yep, seeing him go the other way, seeing him pull ones out to the left like we've seen in the last few games, always a good sign with Ryan Zimmerman. And speaking of good signs, Wilson Ramos, 13-game hit streak coming in, 420, 453, 480 line over that stretch. He had a 14-game hit streak after a base-clearing double in the second, put the Nationals up 10 nothing. Ryan Zimmerman was talking after Wilson Ramos hit the game winner or what ended up being the game winner on Sunday about how he, just like everyone else who's watched Wilson Ramos over the last couple of years, wants to see what he can do with a full healthy season. We're seeing right now what he can do when he really gets going out there. Um, just checking 320 average after he goes one for five, three RBIs tonight, 320 average on the year from Wilson Ramos. The home runs aren't necessarily there so far this year, but really nice swing we've seen from in the last couple of games. And again tonight, 14 game hit streak going now. Yeah, if you if you look at his at his last 10 games, I mean, one for five, two for three, two for four, one for four, two for three, two for four, one for three, two for four. Uh, just it's it's re- remarkable production that, that the Nats are getting out of Ramos right now. And um, really, when you can have a, a, a hitter with that type of promise uh, bat a little bit further down in the order um, where the Nats typically um, bat Ramos, um, it's a good deal. And you you mentioned we haven't really particularly seen the power out of Ramos yet. Um, I think once the weather warms up a little bit, you'll start to see that. Um, But the intriguing thing about Wilson Ramos is if you look at his career numbers, um, he really hits a lot of ground balls. And, um, And I think even with the double we saw tonight, it was a ground ball that got by third base. So, um, that's something to, to, to bear in mind right now that um, maybe some of this uh, um, recent hitting streak is a little bit uh, BAPIP-fueled, if you will. Um, but there's no doubt that, that Ramos has, has good talent at the plate. Um, he's a solid defensive catcher. Um, and you mentioned you know, getting him through healthy for an entire season to see um, what he can do um, with you know, 450 at-bats under his belt. Yeah, and you mentioned that being a solid defensive catcher on the other side of that is even more important. I was waiting when Max Scherzer signed after a few chances to work with Wilson Ramos to talk about how he likes having a big target behind the plate, and everyone seems to say the same thing about Wilson Ramos, just a big, strapping young guy behind the plate there, a great target to throw to, and Max Scherzer on the mound tonight. His ERA jumped from 1.26 to 2.11 after he gave up 10 hits, five earned runs last time out against the Marlins. 196 uh, FIP on the year, 10.34 K per nine, 241, 303, 388 line so far this season. Given a 4 nothing lead before he even took the mound, 10 nothing after inning and a half. He's up to 40 pitches after a five pitch, one, two, three, fourth, 58 pitches after five scoreless, but he hung a 3 2 slider for Jordan Pacheco in the sixth inning, solo home run, the only run he ends up giving up. Seven innings, five hits, one earned run, home run, six Ks. What I really enjoyed about this was a uh, listening to the D-backs broadcast because I was having issues with Masson on MLB TV. The D-backs were, announcers were kind of talking about how he's out there basically working on stuff in a major league game. He throws a changeup he doesn't like, so he goes right back to it and gets the pitch he wants. Kind of challenging hitters all night because he had a big lead. Really another outstanding outing for sure there. Yeah, you know, we saw a six-pitch inning. We saw a nine-pitch inning. We saw a guy that was uh, seemingly very comfortable with what, what he was doing tonight. Um, you mentioned the home run in, in my write-up tonight. Um, it really, uh, I said it was his only mistake, and it really was. I mean, he was just on top of his game uh, the entire way tonight. Um, he gave him seven innings. Uh, he only struck out six. I say, I say only in air quotes, but um, just a, a really dominant performance. And, and you really like to see that, you know, when when 
uh, when the home, when the away team, you know, puts up four runs on the board and they send their starter out there, um, you know, sometimes the starter can mentally check out and say, okay, I've got four runs, you know, I can play around a little bit or, um, you know, I don't have to be as fine as normal. But Scherzer came right out there, set Arizona down one, two, three, and you knew right right out, right from there that, that Scherzer was going to be locked in and that wasn't going to be a problem for tonight. And, and you really like to see that. Um, from your ace pitcher, and, and that's exactly what Scherzer did. He came out and gave them an ace performance. Awesome. Basically an ace with a bat tonight, you know, Escobar. Uh, night full of hits, five for five, after four for four after an IBI single in the fifth that put the Nationals up 11 nothing, 342 average on the year after his fifth hit single in the seventh inning. Another five for five night. That's two already for him this season. No one in DC baseball history apparently has ever gone six for six, or maybe just the Nationals' history since 2005. I don't remember exactly what that tweet said, but for someone who is myself, I was a little bit concerned about Yunel Escobar after they picked him up this uh, this winter after what he did last season. One of the statistically at least worst defensive infielders in baseball last year struggled with the bat had a few injuries he was trying to get over but Mike Rizzo said he was an upgrade offensively and defensively so far this season he's really been an important part of the Nationals and what they've been able to do yeah it's really hard to argue with the pickup at this point I mean obviously the Nats gave up a lot to get him but um he's played you know pretty credible third base and apparently if and when Anthony Rendon ever returns he's going to stay there at third base but um, you know, he, he's always been a pretty good player. Um, you know, you mentioned the defensive problems last year. Um, Rizzo, um, when when they brought Escobar in, Rizzo kind of uh, explained or defended the move by saying that uh, um, the Escobar played through a back and hamstring injuries um, all season last year, which really hindered his defense. Um, you know, we saw in spring training he had a little bit of flare-up with the back, but, um, but so far um, – you know, he's, he's been able to stay on the field for the most part um, and really get the job done. And obviously um, hitting 342 at this point, I don't think the Nats um, expected that out of him. Um, and I certainly don't think they expected him to have two of the major league's four or five hit games at this point in the season. Um, but, it, but it's hard to argue with the success. I mean, it seems like every time he comes up, he's giving the Nats a good at bad. He's, 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 he's being productive. Um, you know, getting base hits, he's getting productive when he makes outs, and, um, you know, he's a guy that puts the, the bat on the ball a lot, um, and for a team that strikes out a lot, um, that in and of itself um, is a good trait to have um, from a guy that that, uh, um, that obviously is signed for another year. Um, he, he could very well be this team's starting shortstop next season. And as they're once again turning to what the D-backs announcers were saying tonight, he hasn't played second base basically all this year, so the idea of moving Anthony Rendon over to second base if and when he's back on the field is starting to seem more like a possibility here, even though I know we were both objecting to that at first. But, you know, Escobar getting comfortable over there at third. When Rendon comes back, when he was rehabbing before the oblique injury, he was penciled in at second base for a few games in a row there. It's starting to look like that is what they're going to do. If and when. Yeah, so, yeah it's, 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 it's a tough call. Um you know, we have talked. We talked about it when, when it looked like Rendon was going to come back into the lineup. Um, you know, Rendon is one of your team's best players. Do you accommodate one of your team's best players and let him go back to um, the position that he grew up playing at third base? Um, you've already moved Ryan Zimmerman to accommodate Anthony Rendon, and now you're moving Rendon to accommodate you know Escobar, essentially a, a career journeyman, um, a guy that, that played shortstop his entire career. So it's it's kind of a toss up there. 
Um, obviously, Escobar's given them good production and, and pretty good defense at third base. So um, I don't think this is something the Nats are going to have to worry about until Memorial Day anyway. So um, we're really just talking to make noise about this at this point. But um, it'll be interesting once Rendon does come back how they end up shaking out the playing time. Yes, I just wanted to mention Anthony Rendon's name since I miss hitting, watching him hit so far this season. haven't even seen him since early March, so it's kind of tough. On the field tonight, Bryce Harper uh, just missed a home run in his first at-bat, pushed Ander Inciarte back into the right field corner, up against the wall in the corner, just came shy of hitting another home run. Ends the night one for four, run scored, another walk, another impressive night by Bryce Harper, even though he probably wasn't the most impressive offensive player, but named NL Player of the Week this afternoon, too. Ten for 22 in the last six games. That's a 455, 520, 1.318 line. Six home runs in six games. Is this the, or was that the best stretch uh, stretch you've seen Bryce Harper play since he came up to the majors? Well, I, it's hard to argue with uh, with six home runs in, in three games, so I'm, I'm going to say yes. But uh, um, you know, we, we we talked about it a couple of times with him taking an outside pitch the other way or laying off of pitches that aren't where, he, where he's looking for. We saw him draw a walk tonight against a left-handed pitcher. Um, He's just—he's—he's he's really elevated his game. I mean, he has said on a couple of different occasions, "This is the player that he wants to be. This is the player that he expects to be." Um, I think this—we're seeing the player that he is, um, and is going to be. And it—and it's a—it's a great day for for Nats fans. It's a great day for Major League Baseball in general. Um, you know, P. Rose on on the Fox telecast. Uh, you know, now that now that he's uh, working for 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 television now. He said that he thinks Bryce Harper is "quote unquote" the next Mike Trout, and while that's kind of mm-hmm. funny to, to laugh at, at Pete about that, um, he, he's not far off. I mean, Harper um, has always had the attention because of who he is and his personality um, and the hype that, that's been given to him ever since he was a high school player. Now he's playing into that talent. He's playing into into the attention. He's playing into the hype and. Um, and he's producing on the field, which is the most important part um, as far as the Nationals and Nats fans go. Yes, and the fact that you can say ever since he was a high school player, as if it were a long time ago at this point, it sure seems like it, but really not too far removed from those days, from getting drafted, getting his GED so he can get into the draft early. So I'm continually impressed by what I see with Bryce Harper on the field on a daily basis, but Good feelings all around Nats Town tonight. Tomorrow we're going to see Steven Strasburg on the mound against Ruby De La Rosa in the second game of three. Strasburg claims it was just compensating for the ankle injury he suffered during spring training, kind of messed up his mechanics, messed up his back in the process. What are you looking for from Strasburg on the mound tomorrow night? Just want to see him get through a healthy start? Yeah, I'm looking for health. I'm looking for, you know, six to seven innings pitched. I'm looking to um, to see him get out there and throw um, without complication and, and um, you know, whatever happens on the field happens on the field. But um, it's hard not to be concerned. Um, you know, when we saw him, uh, you know, shaking his arm and wincing and, and you know, hearing upper back problem, I mean, that screams shoulder um, right away. So uh, let's just get him back on the mound, see him throw, and, and hopefully without any repercussions and we can go on from there. Yeah. Eight and two in the last ten, five straight, eighteen and fifteen on the year, two and a half games back in the NL East after tonight's win. Mets are just five and five after a loss tonight. 
see what the Nats can do tomorrow night. Nats Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. It's 1.15 a.m. I'm just going to eat dinner now, so I'll talk to you tomorrow. There's another late night coming up. Sounds good. Enjoy your dinner. See you.